Stay tuned. I chill out for a moment, talk about all of the latest latestness, you know what I mean? Get it, get it, and 
In addition, don't forget you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Tune, and Google Music, which is now YouTube Music, Google Podcasts, the Purple Podcast Player for Apple users, Spotify, and don't forget about the YouTube channel, which will be coming back in about three weeks, um, which is Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. All right, y'all. So, did you get to kick that lyric from last week? I posted it recently, and it was a girl group. But it was not anyone from the girl group. It was Andre 3000's verse from TLC, Something Wicked This Way Comes, from the Crazy Sexy Cool album. Make sure y'all go listen to Crazy Sexy Cool. It is still a bop to this day. Believe you me. And I'm just like ecstatic about that album every time I hear it. I can listen to it from beginning to end. And, um, any new news? No, nothing really. No, just regular schmegular degulars. All right, so let's go into the kick that lyric. This one comes from a group out of the ATL, a quartet of gentlemen who signed, no, I'm not going to tell you where they signed it because no, that'll be giving it away, but you'll, you'll understand it when you see it. So, it goes as followed in the Kings of the English. It's been a while, and I'm sitting here thinking of you. How it felt when we first made love. Oh, I need that feeling again. Nobody can compare. So come with me, and I'll go with you to a place that lovers dream. We can do anything sexy thing and i'm here to let you know all right y'all so if you got that kick that lyric i'm gonna repost it on my facebook page make sure y'all check that out all of the platforms are pretty much kicking it with young smooth podcast so make sure y'all go and check that out it is going to be another dope one and it is one of my favorite songs off of this album anyway so next week we'll let you know also If you listen to the beat at the beginning, that's from my man, Charlie Beats. Shout out to Charlie Beats for always providing some of the dope beats. Shout out to my man, Obstacle Beats, for sending me some of the dopest beats. And shout out to my man, Zodiac, a.k.a. FDA Kenny, for sending me some of the hottest beats. And you hear them every week. Thank y'all so much for the love. I really appreciate it. Now, let's get on to the corner that I'm going to call... Ain't this some shit? That might be the corner. That might be what it is. You know, we're going to work on it every week. Y'all let me know what you think. But Ain't That Some Shit is definitely the new corner. All right. So, Nicki Minaj... uh, Speaking of which, all hail the queen. All hail the motherfucking queen. In the motherfucking building. Get get it. Nicki Minaj addresses drug rumors. Drug use rumors. Okay. Mm. Nicki Minaj is setting the record straight when it comes to her drug use. Fresh off the release of her Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape, the queen went on Instagram Live Friday afternoon to discuss the topic of the day. Her sniffling on her IG Live the day before. Viewers took notice of her runny nose and frequent sniffling, sending social media into a frenzy. There was 
speculation that she was sniffling because she was on drugs, specifically cocaine. Okay, real quick. Um, I, I just, I don't know why we do this, people. This is my footnote. I, I, I don't understand why we always do this to people. Like, I have allergies. And you, you'll hear it in my, in my voice. You'll, you know, I, I could be sniffling and sneezing, but I ain't never... I ain't never put no cocaine up in my motherfucking nose. You feel me? And I feel like Nikki did not have to defend that. But I'm kind of glad that she did. Because she is right. She does let a lot of shit slide. And there was definitely a Nikki hate train. First of all, let's start there. Secondly, before we go into any further in this article. That motherfucker beat me up, Scotty. Oh, that shit hit different 12 years later. I'm going to be honest with you. It do. It hit different 12 years later. The additional songs that we talked about last week as far as seeing Green, Fraction, Crocodile Teeth, like I said, is not one of my favorites. I like seeing Green and Fractions, and, and I think that Nicki Drake and uh, Wayne just, like, slapped on that whole scene green shit. So I think that's awesome. Fractions is, is also just one of my, my new favorites, and I hope that we get more of that from Nicki. But Nicki put the rumor to rest, quote, you would know if you're a fan of mine that all you got to do is if you want to know my drug of choice or my drugs of choice, just listen to my music, child, because it's all right there, said Nikki, who continued to sniffle while getting her hair done. Quote, I wouldn't be embarrassed about any fucking drug I did. That's why I talk about the motherfucking drugs I do in my music. Always have, always fucking will, she said. However, she made it clear that she has never used cocaine in her life. I have never ever in my life with my hand to Jesus, never in my life, ever, not even once, sniff coke, ever, she said. That's just never been my drug of choice. She said the sniffing comes from her ongoing allergies, which are sometimes triggered by wearing contacts. She also feels cold regularly because her natural body temperature is lower than the average person. She takes Allegra at least once a day to relieve her allergy symptoms. This is me all day, runny, sniffly, all the time. Yeah, I gave y'all that little Nikki situation. Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> she <laughs> she has friends who do coke, but she's never done it personally. She quotes, I've never tried it, never wanted to, never asked them to, especially in the fashion world that's so common and normal. Nikki has shared her preference for pills on songs including Pills and Potion and Miami, on which she raps about perks, zannies, and addies. Later on, she revealed that she enjoys the smell of rubbing alcohol and bleach. I love sniffing rubbing alcohol and I love sniffing bleach. She admitted, I started sniffing bleach a little bit when I was pregnant. On Friday, Minaj celebrated the 12th anniversary of Be Me Up Scotty by releasing it on streaming platforms for the first time, featuring three new tracks, including Seeing Green with Drake and Lil Wayne. Um, okay, so I was a little cringy. I watched that live and I was a little bit, little bit cringy when she said that because I was like, Nick, I got where you were trying to get. You wanted other, you know, women that have been pregnant that relate to it. And, and women that are pregnant 
do stuff like this all the time. Like they sniff different things or they like different smells or different things make them nauseous. All type of shit happens. The body changes, all of that. So I get where she was coming from, but I don't think in the midst of, and again, Nikki, you say what you want to. It is what it is. I don't, but I just don't think in the midst of addressing this, that that part wasn't more ammunition for the haters about you sniffing bleach. I was like, ooh, uh, that don't that that don't even that don't even sound right because what that's going to sound like, and I guarantee that somebody going to be like, oh, we need to call CPS. She was already out here sniffing bleach and shit, so I can guarantee that's probably the next thing that's going to happen. Also, in other news, Nicki Minaj says Drake and Lil Wayne washed her on seeing green. Nicki Minaj is showing her humility on Friday. The rap queen released her 2009 rap mixtape "Beam Me Up, Scotty." to streaming services for the first time featuring three new tracks, including Seeing Green with Drake and Lil Wayne, which I've already said that. <laughs> In a Q&A fans, uh, with fans, Nikki said that her young money brothers washed her uh, on the track, and she's not afraid to admit it. Quote, All I know is that they washed me on Seeing Green, tweeted Nikki. <clears throat> Quote, I am a woman, I am woman enough to admit when I've been washed on a track by the greats. However, Nikki feels that she was outshined, uh, she has outshined Drizzy and Wayne on their past collaborations. Quote, and it's okay, Barb's, we, I've washed them before. We'll live through this one, she said, adding, I was still a little rusty. I washed them in my head on fractions. She also revealed that she rec um, recorded around seven different versions of Seeing Green before settling on her verse. Honestly, I kept coming back for uh, to it for at least a week. I have like seven different versions of that one verse, she told fans. During her Instagram Live on Thursday night, Nikki said it was Drake who helped her overcome her writer's block after she gave birth. He single-handedly got me out of my writer's block, and I'm never gonna forget it. And I'm gonna shout it to the fucking world from the mountaintop, said Nikki. He's a fucking genius as a musical artist, but also as a human. That is dope. That is dope. Sometimes, like, yo, I, I will say this, and this is just something to think about as a creative um, it, it is, it is hard. It is hard to get in a bag. Like I've been doing this for four years and there are some people that are just starting to catch on and, and, th and those things are great. And it's just, it, it, you can get to a point where you get into a point where you're just like, yo, why am I, why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying to you? So I believe anybody that's been doing something for 12 years plus can definitely feel like, yo, this is, this is a lot. Like, bro, this is like, I don't know if I, if I have anything left and, you know, you can run out of steam and sometimes it takes that person, that special person in your life, you know what I'm saying, to somebody who, 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 especially with someone who has come up in the grind with you completely and was like, yo, I know you can get back in your bag and I know when you get back in your bag, you are going to fucking murder, death, kill, homicide, you know, all these bitches in the game, you know what I'm saying? All these bitches is your son. Like, and I guarantee that he definitely gave her that pep talk. And sometimes as a creative, you need that pep talk. Yes, I know my watch is gone off. It's, it's crazy that I am letting the watch go off, but have completely turned off the phone, which I, I don't understand that it's, that, that is retarded. Um, 
Anyway, moving on. DMX's Exodus 1-7 album track list has been revealed. The legacy continues. Two weeks before its release, the track list for DMX's posthumous album Exodus 1-7 has been revealed. Executive produced by Swiss Beats that the star-studded set includes collaborations with Lil Wayne, Alicia Keys, Snoop Dogg, The Locks, Benny the Butcher, and Moneybag Yo. Nas makes two appearances on Walking in the Rain and Bath Salts, which also features Jay-Z. Usher lends his vocals to Letter to My Son, Call Your Father, while DMX's youngest son, Exodus Simmons, is credited on Walking in the Rain. Additionally, the 13 tracks include U2's Bono on Skyscrapers, which was originally recorded for Swiss Beats' unreleased album, Halt Living, in 2011. It's crazy. It's like a Miami feel to it, X told Nori on Drink Champs. Earlier this week, Swiss Beats held a listening session for the album. Attendees raved about X's latest body of work, calling it perfect for his legacy, while one DJ, one DJ said it brought him to tears. Exodus 1-7, DMX's first album since 2012's Undisputed, arrives May 28th. People should hear what he wanted them to hear. Nothing should stop the creati- the creativity from flowing because it's actually what he had fun doing. Swiss told Hot 97, this was his gift to his audience and his family and his fans. It's only right that people should get the gift that he left them. So the Exodus track listing will go like this. It, it may be subject to change, so I'm not going to say that it's going to be like that. And I'm I'm kind of upset. I don't know why this didn't make the quota. Um, I really wish that it would. Maybe it'll be a bonus track. But there is no song with Pop Smoke because he also talked about that in the interview with Drink Champs. And I just am like kind of upset that it's not there but um it goes that's my dog featuring the locks and swiss beats bath salts uh featuring jay-z and nas dogs out featuring little wayne and swiss beats money 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 featuring money bag yo hold me down featuring alicia keys skyscrapers featuring bono male stick up skit featuring cross infrared and ice pick Hood Blues featuring West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway. Walking in the Rain featuring Nas, Exodus, uh, Simmons, and Mr. Porter. Um, Take Control featuring Snoop Dogg, Exodus Skit, and Letter to My Son Call Your Father featuring Usher and Brian King Joseph. And then lastly, A Prayer. So I'm excited about this. We only, we have 10 official freaking days for this release i am excited i do i really hope they have a pop smoke song because in my mind i kind of thought that like pop smoke gave me that 50 kind of feel and that x kind of kind of sort of i guess maybe the grittiness and raspiness of pop smoke's voice gave me that kind of feel so i'm really kind of looking forward you know, kind of looking forward to that. Hopefully that'll be a, a bonus track, an unreleased track, something. We'll, we'll find it and hopefully get it. Moving on. Snoop Dogg Eyes Super Bowl halftime show with Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar. Excuse me. There it is. Oh, I, was, I needed that. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. 
2020, the sorry, the 2022 Super Bowl is coming to LA and Snoop Dogg wants in. In an interview with Yahoo, the West Coast rap icon said his dream is to play the halftime show with a few hometown heroes, including Dr. Dre and Kendrick Lamar, along with his shady aftermath friends, Eminem and 50 Cent. Quote, 50 Cent, mm. quote, hopefully the NFL will be smart and make the right decision. It's an Inglewood, California and it'll and it'll make the most sense in the world," says Snoop, who released his album for uh, "From the Streets to the Suites" last month. I've already started listening to this album. It is pretty good. As a matter of fact, I definitely want to get a little bit more in depth into it. But I am very, 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 very ecstatic for the the dog father. Speaking of which, the dog father has already volunteered his services. Oh, speaking of which, as a side note, just thinking about that too. Um, I think that would probably more so, I mean, the NFL will definitely have something to do with it, but let's not forget that there is a contract with Jay-Z who is doing the musical entertainment portion of the program. So that might be something that would, you know, possibly go through Jay-Z. And I think if that was the case, that would definitely be epic. Like, yo, he could bring out, like, Charlie Wilson and Justin Timberlake. I feel a certain way about the Justin Timberlake thing, although I don't, and I don't believe that Justin Timberlake should come back to the Super Bowl, but again, that's neither here nor there. But... It would make for, you know, a great moment. Plus, you know, Snoop got some, Snoop has bangers for days. So I think that would be great as well. So the Dolphin has already volunteered his services. Um, he quotes, I'm available, Dre's available, M's available, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent, whoever Dr. Dre wants to pull out of his head to make this thing a professional event and make it big and the biggest uh, effort they can uh, they can have. It's just a matter of the NFL pulling the trigger. Snoop, who headlined, who headlined Coachella with Dre in 2012, promises that he would deliver a show to remember. I would not just walk out. I would definitely do something that would be mind-blowing. You know what I'm saying? He said, people will be talking about it for the next 30 years. I'm, opening, I'm open to anything that's dope, unique, edgy, and cunning. This will be cutting edge just for my people. <clears throat> Snoop may also want to give Jay-Z a call, which is what I said, a rock nation producer. The NF, the halftime show had uh, advised the NFL on talent. In February, the weekend headlined the Pepsi Super Bowl um, LV. Oh, ooh, damn. I wonder what that is. Is it going to be LV1, I guess, now? Yeah. Uh, LV halftime show in Tampa, Florida. The year before that, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira shared the bill. Super Bowl LV1 <laughs> will be held on February 13th, 2022 at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Yo, I think that's going to be dope. Um, I would love... I think... What would be the best way to see this? I would... I ain't gonna lie. I feel like we are running through this today. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'm talking too fast. Anyway, um, I would love to see, like, Snoop do, a like, a good montage. And then, you know, we lead into some, um, some Dre stuff, some, some Eminem stuff. 
and yeah, like really, and, and you know what I'm saying, and like anything that's like those good collaborations, um, and then also make sure Snoop has some new stuff. Like Snoop needs to be the headliner of this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's difficult. You can't do the Katy Perry route though, because like Katy Perry. Kate, uh, uh, Katy Perry brought out Missy Elliott, and when Katy Perry brought out Missy Elliott, Missy killed it. I mean, it might as well have been the Missy Elliott halftime show because I was here for that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna watch that again on YouTube because I think that shit was awesome. All right, moving on. Jaden Smith is opening a restaurant to feed the homeless. Yo, that is such an amazing idea, and I've heard that he's had this idea for quite a while. As, as a matter of fact. Jaden Smith is giving back in a big way. The rapper slash actor has announced plans to open his I Love You restaurant to feed the homeless. Launched in J- launched on Jaden's 21st birthday in 2019, the, damn, they are 21, that means I am, oh, wow. The concept started as a food truck um, providing vegan food bowls to the residents of Skid Row in downtown LA, the center of the growing homeless homelessness crisis. According to Variety, it will now expand into a brick and mortar restaurant. It quote, it's for homeless people to get free food, says Smith. Very, very clear and plain. Uh <laughs> Those who are not homeless will be asked to spread the love by paying for their food as well as the person behind them. But if you're not homeless, not only do you have to pay, uh, have to pay, but you have to pay for more than the food's worth so that you can pay for the person behind you, he explained. Jaden remains committed to feeding disenfranchised communities. The at I Love You Restaurants is a movement that is all about giving people what they deserve, healthy vegan food for free. He previously said on Instagram, this is Jaden's latest act of goodwill. In 2019, he set up a mobile water filtration system in Flint, Michigan amidst the water crisis that exposed 100,000 residents to elevated lead levels. He has also launched the Water Box Protect to provide access to clean water in underserved areas. That is awesome and amazing, and I think that that is definitely um, good work. And I think you know we should all take yo if I if I'm out in, when I'm out in LA, I would love to definitely support that. Um, I've actually thought about that too because I've seen like YouTubers where they'll do it and they'll um they'll be in like drive throughs or whatever and they'll like all right, I'm gonna pay for my meal and then pay for whatever they want and um, I've seen them like do it at like a Chick Fil A and shit and I think that's dope. I really do. I think that is um an, an amazing gift to give to somebody and um I I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it and report back to y'all and let y'all know what that is. I'm gonna do it myself, you know, just being in Chick-fil-A line and even if it is somebody that that didn't need it, you know, sometimes you you bless someone else to be blessed and that is that's the thought process. That's what it should be. Um moving on. And the twenty twenty one Rock Hall of Fame inductees are the newest inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are Jay-Z, the Foo Fighters, Tina Turner, uh, Carol King, 
um, Todd Rundergren, I don't know who that is, and the Go-Go Girls. Ooh, ooh, sorry, not the Go-Go Girls, the Goo-Goos. Ooh, I tried it. <laughs> the Hall said its 2021 class includes the most deserved list, uh, excuse me, the most diverse list of inductees in history of the organization. This diverse class of talented inductees reflects the hall's ongoing commitment to honor artists who whose whose music created the sound of youth culture said john sykes chairman of the rock and roll hall of fame foundation to be eligible to for induction artists had to release their first record 25 years earlier and have created music whose original whose originality, impact, and influence has changed the course of rock and roll, according to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. New artists on the ballot for the first time this year are Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, and Jay-Z. Musicians and groups who are nominated but not inducted were Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, um, Iron Maiden, Shaka Khan, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, and Dionne Warwick. We are rooting for LL Cool J. He has been nominated six times without any success. Uh, y'all need to give LL Cool J his things. Okay, give him the thing of the thing. Now, I understand that uh, we talk a FUBU here. So, I know FUBU was a stretch, but it was for us by us on the low. Act like y'all don't know. I don't understand why they don't understand. Hold on, I had to take a drink. I'm sorry, I know it is what it is. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So, yeah, no. Um, Give LL Cool J his things. It's dope that Tina Turner is on this list and Jay-Z is on this list. Um, Although, I guess, I, I, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, so here's the my thought process about this. I wonder why Jay-Z is on this list before LL Cool J. You feel what I'm saying to you? Because, like, LL been in the game way longer than Jay-Z. And it's been, like, 30-something years. You know what I'm saying? So, since his first release. And he's changed and shifted culture. And is is definitely an icon from going from rapping to music. You know, like, n- not to say that Jay... I'm sorry, going from rapping to acting, but not to say that Jay-Z has not culturally shifted, because clearly anybody will debate that and say that that is the case. But I'm just saying, like, why do we keep inducting LL Cool J and skipping past that? Like, that's not a thing. So I do hope that if it's not for the 2021 class, I do hope that it does happen for the 2022 class. Like, yo, give give my give my man his things. Like, bruh, you, you can't. You can't talk about the landscape of hip-hop without LL. Like, there's no way to talk about how hip-hop has truly affected us and made us feel without an LL song. Yo, you can't tell me that y'all don't know the words of doing it. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me that around the way girl don't get you hype every time you hear it. You know, you can't tell me mama said knock you out isn't a theme or still a bop even to this day like it'll still get you pumped in some kind of way like you know ll is 
is still that. And like I said, it's been over 25 years. Now, Jay has had some phenomenal, phenomenal success. And I can't wait until we get past the summer. I definitely got a surprise coming because I, I think I want to do Jay-Z. I don't want to tell you what album yet, but I think I want to do Jay-Z in September. Um, and then in addition to that, I think I might have another surprise that I got to work on for the Jay-Z one. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, all in all, I'm just like, yo, it is, it, I would love, absolutely love for LL to be inducted in that. He needs to, and he deserves, and he deserves. But can we talk that Tina Turner is in it? I'm like, I'm excited for that too. I th- yo, Tina said, look, check this out. I am officially in retirement after at almost 80. Like I'm officially in retirement. And in addition to officially being in retirement, give me all of my things. Let me collect all of the things because it is time. It is time. Speaking of it being time, let me tell y'all something. This album right here, as you can see, the title is the Mary album. And when I tell y'all the Mary album is... The album that saved my life. Yep, yep. I can officially say it. The Mary album is the album that saved my life. That got me through so many difficult times. That got me just excited about life and musically. Uh, And it's hard. It is hard to have a debut album. I'm sorry, not debut album. To have an album after you've had so many other albums that is a self-titled album. And a self-titled album, all self-titled albums have to be very reflective and they have to speak speak to who you are as a person or where you where you are in this era and stage of your life. And right now, this particular situation is a fucking genius. Absolutely. So, Mary is the fourth studio album by American singer Mary J. Blige, released August 17th, 1999 on MCA Records. Let's pause right there. That was 1999, my niggas. 1990 motherfucking... Let me tell y'all something. I was really in my insecure bag, just really insecure about myself. And something about these songs and some of the songs that were on there really pushed me to a level of being like, yo, I can, I I can make this. And I remember what really got me off the ground was her saying that sometimes you just need to get the haters away from you, you know, and it's, it's people come, people that hate on you come in all type of forms and they can be friends. They can be family. They can be anyone, you know what I mean? And you have to have that level of discernment. And when she said that, I said, you know what? All right, cool. I can officially get up now. You know what I'm saying? I was like, look, I can get up. I can live my best life and I'm going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Too? And that's one thing I think that Mary's music does in in any kind of way. The only time I think I, I the only the only time and this is being a diehard Mary J. Blige fan. The only time I did not love, love, love her music was the London Sessions. Like that was it was weird. I, I and 
throughout this journey of this show, I doubt that we will ever do the London sessions. It just was not one of my favorite eras of Mary. It was just really weird. And she was with Kim Do at the time. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, the album debuted at number two on Billboard's 200 charts, selling 239 copies in the first week. It spent 57 weeks on the charts and produced five charting singles upon its release. Mary received critical acclaim from music critics. It has been certified double platinum by the what? RIAA recording in, uh, Industry Association of America and has sold 2,100,000 um, copies in the United States alone. That is so dope. <clears throat> A little background. According to critic Stephen Thomas Earlwine, the album showcases a creative move by Blige from urban contemporary to adult contemporary, um, showing her previous works uh, over o- over overt hip hop elements and raunchy persona for classic soul music um, and more mature songwriting, highlighted. By by silk and polished production reminiscent of 1970s soul, Mary came as a surprise to many of her fans and critics. Similar to Blige's previous release, Share My World, the singer served as executive producer. Blige worked with various artists on the album, including Aretha Franklin, Lauryn Hill, Jadakiss, Eric Clapton, uh, Elton John, KC, and George Michaels. I'm in love as and Let No Man Put Asunder are cover versions of songs originally performed by Gap Band, Stevie Wonder, and First Choice, respectively. Release and Promotion. So the album was released in the United States on August 17th, 20, uh, sorry, 20, 1999, uh, and in the United Kingdom on October 1st, 1999. All that I can say deep inside your child and give me you are albums, are the album's commercial singles in the United States as Blige's collaboration with George Michaels was released as a lead single everywhere else worldwide. Three singles from the album charted the Billboard Hot 100. All that I can say at number 44, Deep Inside at number 51, and Give Me You at number 68. All four United States singles charted on the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop singles tracks. All that I can say at number 6, Deep Inside at number 9, and Your Child at 23, and gave and Give Me You at number 21. Yo, real quick footnote. Um... Deep inside was the shit, um, and that was that was also probably one of the times when I was just like, "Well, Mary really can't dance, but she do her thing." But it's okay, she do her thing, and it's fine. Um, but uh, what was it? Was it your child? Yo, I remember coming home and your child. I remember when your child would air on one hundred six and Park, and just that video. And I remember the making of the video for your child. Like, that right there was a moment. Like, you know, her playing the duality and playing the different women or whatever. And, and like, it, 
your child, I think your child speaks to me because anybody that knows me knows that I like woman to woman. And that's kind of what it feels like. It felt like woman to woman. Like, yo, hey, Barbara, this Shirley. Look, I don't know if you're going to be cool to come out of a bag on me. But uh, your nigga or our nigga, <laughs> our nigga ain't shit. And this baby is is his. Um, But yeah. All that I can say was so beautiful and not to mention the fact all that I can say is written by Lauren Hill. I know that before I even get to the end of the rest of this, but all that I could say is definitely one of my other favorites as well. Um, Sincerity is another song. It's a couple of songs and I'll let you know what my main favorites are as well. Although it's really, it is very hard to tell because when I tell you Mary was in her bag on this album, I might even listen to that when I try to edit this because, and I always do. Just a side note, if anybody wonders if I do listen to the music that I talk about when I edit it, absolutely, I do listen to it when I edit it. I'm like, yo, I gotta listen to this shit. Because it'd be, it, if, even if I don't listen to it before to get a feel, I'll definitely listen to it after and be like, oh, this is why I love this song or this is why I love this album. Critical Reception. Mary was met with universal acclaim from from Quayla, from I can read. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mary was met with universal acclaim from critics. Um, one wrote, Blige can turn from sassy to uh, anguished and vulnerable in the space of a single phrase. The queen of hip hop soul remains classy and invincible. Craig Seymour of Spin praised the cla- the classicness and influence and called Mary emotionally gripping and stylistically diverse which yeah Mary yeah that definitely was writing that Blige uh assured blues moans gospel shouts and jazzy inflections um oh yeah Oh, I, I just had to stop because I was thinking about it, like, yeah, it was really that. Um, shaped the landscape of the history of the African-American music culture. Um, the Chicago Tribune wrote a more organic feel. It's in its, produ- uh, sorry, a more organic feel in its production, which they viewed as less uninspired than... Um, on Blige's previous albums. Entertainment Weekly said, um, complimented um, Anthony DeCurtis, I'm sorry, DeCurtis, I'm sorry. Woo, fucked up that name, so sorry. Um, Complimented Blige's vocal um, embellishments and the album's lush and sphere arrangements starting stating musically mary is essentially a long soulful ballad tempo vamp over which blige alternately and sometimes simultaneously tells tales of faithful uh faithless love preaches the gospel of female strength and determine um and determination to cling to hope the source said that Blige gave pure emotion and it is a hip-hop soul template 
she helped create to do something different, something our loop wavery souls needed. Um, and it goes on from there. Of course, there were so many great, great articles that came from the New York, uh, the New York Times, um, the Times, Rolling Stone, the Village Voice, um, Rolling Stone Album Guide, All Music. So a lot of people credited this album. So, um, man, like I am definitely one of them. Um, I think that this album just held so much weight with me. Like if we go over the track listings, which of course now I would lose my place. Okay. So when you start off, you start off in this track and you start off with all that I can say. Featuring Lauren Hill, written by Lauren Hill, produced by Lauren Hill. I mean, you start off with "Loving You Is Wonderful." No, sorry, I'm had to sing it. Loving you is wonderful, something like a, something like a miracle. Rest assured, I feel the same way you do. I wish I could find... I'm, I'm probably fucking up, but I'm going to the other verse. I wish I could find a way to tell you how I felt that day, but I can't. I can't. All that I can say. Yes! Ooh! All that I can say. Yes! Uh, sexy featuring Jada Kiss. Deep Inside, which was Benny and the Jets. Originally by Elton John, which I love that. Love that song. Beautiful Ones. I give my flesh for yours. I sacrifice everything. Yes. I'm in love. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I wish I could remember how I'm in love goes. I'm going to have to listen to that again. Time. Memories. Um, I think was Tom's... No happy no no ha no happy holiday was the other one. Um Don't Waste Your Time, which is a duet with her and the, the late great genius Aretha Franklin. Grandma. That's for my people that know what that means. Grandma. Um <laughs> uh, Not Looking was one of let me tell you something. Not looking was a duet with Casey uh Haley from Jodeci. And Casey and JoJo in general, because I think JoJo also did some of the background vocals for that as well, as Casey was leading it. When I tell you this was the quintessential situation, like, yo, <laughs> we, I'm over you, because anybody who knows the history of marrying Casey and, you know, them, them having a relationship and this, that, and the third. Um, I think this, even though this is the most screamingest, screamingest ass track, or, excuse me, on the record, when I tell you, it literally was one of the best duets. It made you feel like, yo, I, you just never know what is going to happen. Like, somebody is just screaming you down on this motherfucking track. But I love this track. That's one of my favorites. Um, Your Child, which is good as well. No Happy Holidays. I love that. I love No Happy Holidays. Um, the Love I Never Had. Uh, give, give Me You, which is definitely good. Give me you, give me all of you. Uh -huh. 
I forgot the melody. Give me you, give me all of you. Yes. Um, and Let No Man Put Asunder, which is by Bruce Gary and Bruce Hayes. Um, and then Serenity, which was on the U.S. Limited Edition, which had uh, Nas and DMX. Um, confirmation and then All That I Can Say, which was the music video, was also added to that. So samples like Sexy contain an interlutation of I Can't Help It as performed by Michael Jackson and written by Stevie Wonder. Deep Inside contains a sample of Benny and the Jets as performed by Elton John. I'm In Love is a cover version of and contains samples of the Gap Band um, song by the same name. Beautiful Ones contains samples of April Fools as performed by Earl Coolidge. Um... Time contains interlutations of Pastime Paradise as performed by Stevie Wonder. Let No Man Put Asunder is a cover version of the first choice song of the same name. Michael, uh, musical arrangement is based on Frankie Knuckles and uh, Shep Pettibone remix of the first choice recording. So all in all, Mary was an amazing amazing body of work like i said it just it was something about the level of soul the level of just sheer rawness it it embodied who she was and where she was at that particular time in her life which is always an amazing feeling to kind of feel or a place to be um so that was dope and then in addition i think i just i, I love this album because it was just the album that I kept on repeat. Plus, all that I could say, which was, again, go watch that video. It, it just is a whole moment. It is a whole moment. It is just like, uh, okay, okay, I feel you, Mary. I get, I got where you're coming from. I, I get this, this great feeling from you. Um, so I really, you know, I, I really hope that she also does get the in, induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she also deserves it as well. Because um, Mary got albums. Yo, when I was, I remember when I was getting my CD book together, and this is the CD book. This is getting the CD book together. Hold on one second. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all will hear me take sips of water because you try talking completely straight for a whole hour. God damn it. I done ran out shit to say. Um, no. But, um, when I was putting the CD book together, right, like, I like to put, like, I, if anybody's watched the show and noticed that the, on the wall behind me are some of the CD covers from, you know, the CD book, and they're also in alphabetical and discography order. So when I was doing it, what is the only, per, I, Jay-Z is definitely on here in the rap version, but Mary is not in the R&B version of it all, and that, and that is based Solely on the fact that I had so many other people and it was like very alphabetical order at the time. And I was like, mm, trying to get there, trying to get there. Did I put Mary up? Hold up, did I? I did not. Like, by the time I got to like Warren Hill, I was like, okay, look, I'm, look, I'm out of here. I can't, I, I, I needed something else that meant something to me. So, Life Jennings uh, 268-192 was one of my favorites. And that was actually the reason, one the, the Must Be Nice song really was the reason that I got married. So that I had to put that up there. 
And some of the other stuff just really was like my childhood, my teens, and all that good stuff. Um, but this album is just a walk for me, a walk down memory lane. Yo, 1999, I was almost, 99, I was almost, I was in 10th grade and almost two years away from graduating. And also, we were also a couple years from 9-11, so a lot of shit was definitely happening around this time. But such a good album. Make sure y'all go back and listen to it. It'll give you those warm, fuzzy feelings. It will make you love, make you cry, make make you feel if you don't if you don't feel nothing, you ice cold. And that's all I can say. You got ice cold ass heart. Um <laughs> but that's all good. Um let's see. Anything new on the horizon before we get out of here. So like I said, I am taking the three week break. Um, from the podcast show, but make sure y'all go check it out. Um, I just recently copped some Montego merch. So I have my short set with the t-shirt and shorts. I also copped a hat to add with it. So great pricing, very comfortable, uh, very breathable, very breathable. Um, I just worked out in it today. Um, so make sure you cop that. Um, I may end up relaunching merch again, so, uh, you guys can at least get the t-shirt with the logo on it, and then figure out, you know, what else we're gonna do from there, but I definitely love the support, see everybody looking at this stuff, so I really appreciate it, I'm trying to be as consistent as possible, so pray for me on the level of consistency, because some days are just like... Uh, I'm just trying, you know what I mean? But I'm glad that we, we back at it, you know, and I'm glad that y'all like like this and you're on this journey with me and I really appreciate it. So don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music. Um, you can also get it on your Purple Podcast player for those that are Apple users, Spotify, and the YouTube show, Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. Don't forget about the... Uh, kick that lyric i will be reposting that i'll probably repost it tonight so because it's early because i'm finally getting the show done early and it'll be ready um and then other than that the usual schmoozual now you just kicked it with young smooth now don't you feel better oh wait hold up wait wait a minute shout out to Major Zone Records, their whole enterprise. Thank you so much. I will actually be, um, I will be, fingers crossed, and things go well, and money is right, and things are right, and I can get to where I need to be. I am looking to do Drip Fest, which is going to be in Dallas. So I'll be out there in the earlier part of July, and then the last week of July is my birthday. Um, is the 27th so i'm definitely i'm probably may or may not do a show around that week um so there may be two weeks in july that you don't get shows just because i'll be busy um and i want to thank like the vibe sessions and major zone just for supporting me and some of the episodes will be on their platforms as well so you'll start hearing me say that um quite frequently as well um if you're looking for any sponsorships or want to advertise with me, we can talk advertising packages as well. So those will be coming up. Uh, like I said, I really greatly appreciate everybody for everything. Like y'all, y'all just don't know the love and support and the motivational pep talks have been amazing. But um, now we can end the show the right way. You have just kicked it with Young Smooth and uh, don't you feel better about it? I know you do. All right, I will talk to y'all next week.